Hey, welcome to the Deliverance from Demons podcast. I'm your host, Dennis Andros, and today I'm going to be answering some questions that were sent to me via email. Um, Somebody reached out asking, they just had some questions about demonic possession, and um, I want to answer those questions today because I think they're important. They're very, uh, they're, they're, they're for people who are newer into the idea of deliverance and um, the reality of demons and whatnot. So, um, first and foremost, before I answer the questions, I want to talk about just a little bit about the word possession, um, and possessed and oppressed. And there's, uh, there's other things that float around out there, like vexed and obsessed and things of this nature. Um, ultimately, the original Greek manuscripts of the Bible say they do not imply ownership. Um, where where you see the word possessed in the English Bible, if you look at the Greek manuscripts, you can do this just with any, any concordance, any Bible tool such as a uh, blue letter Bible. Um, if you go online, you can look up the blue letter Bible. It's a great resource for studying the original languages that the word was written in and whatnot. But um, the word possessed when the King James Bible and, you know, other older English translations first used the Bible, um, that word had a different bit of meaning than it does today. In, in, the old ter- in the old world, it didn't necessarily mean that you were owned by something. Whereas today, when you think of the word possessed or possession, you think that you think of ownership like if i say that i possess the car that i'm sitting in right now that i'm recording my podcast in you would think okay dennis owns this car whereas in the ancient world or not even ancient i guess but in, in you know hundreds of years ago they didn't that word didn't um necessarily hold such a strong um understanding. So a more accurate way to put it, um, and the Greek language actually says this, it says demonized or to have a demon or man plus demon basically are, or under the influence of demon. That, that is how the New Testament writers wrote. Um, that's what they said. They said when they brought the demonized to Jesus, um, even the word oppressed, we see in the New Testament that it says Jesus healed all who were op- oppressed of the devil. Well, when we read the scriptures, we only see Jesus casting demons out of people. Um, you could say that maybe he cast the, when the fever was on uh, the mother of his disciple, that maybe he cast it off. But um, it's either the mother or the mother-in-law, I don't remember, but... Anyways, the the Greek is pretty clear that that people are not owned by demons, but they are influenced by demons, that they have demonic power operating in their life, um, and that they are demonized. And that's that's the lingo that I'm going to go with here. Because when you think, a lot of people think when they hear the word demon possessed, they they picture someone who has absolutely no control of their vessel. 
And that's not what happens typically. Um, some people who, you know, have a legion of demons like the man in the Bible who this, the people of this city would try to chain him up and, and eventually cast him out of the city and he lived in the tombs and he would break the chains off of his hands and, and scream and cut himself with rocks. People like this have a lot of demonic influence in their life. Um, demonization is a spectrum. And every single person in this world is demonized to some degree, whether it's internal or external, they are demonized. And you can either have demons inside of you or outside of you or both. And um, they cannot own you. Okay, the Bible is, is really clear on the ownership. The word of God says that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Everything, including Satan, belongs to God. He owns everything and everyone. The word says that the soul, the souls of men belong to God. He owns them. He owns everything. And Satan cannot own anything. He can only demonize things. Um, and with that in mind, I'm going to begin answering the questions. Um so the first question I want to answer is actually the last question that this individual sent me, and it is, do incubus possess actual people? Is it possible to date an incubus in real life? How would you know if someone was an incubus in this case? Incubus and succubus spirits do indwell people. They do go inside of people and influence their mind and influence their actions and behavior. But again, they cannot own someone people that are walking around unless they've they've given over significant amounts of power over their their thoughts and life and basically you basically have to allow the demons to take over you in in my opinion um in order for them to be up and manifesting and in control of your body even during a deliverance session when you're praying for someone who has a demon and the demon manifests and begins to speak and control the body, the person who has the demon usually can make it stop. If they can't make it stop, the person who's praying for them can make it stop by telling the demon to stop manifesting or asking the Lord to make it stop or asking the Lord to have his angels make it stop, something along those lines. It's, it's not incredibly common for people to manifest a demon and have the demon just take over them and do things. Um, you do, when, when people are in a more passive state, let's say they're highly intoxicated, sometimes things like this can happen easier, but typically it doesn't really happen. Um, but yes, incubus and succubus spirits do indwell people and they, they enter in through sexual sin first and foremost, um, sexual abuse, things of this nature, typically. Um, now, the next question that this person asked was, are the ghosts or spirits that mediums see actually demons? Yes, they are. They are demons. Um, the Word of God says that to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And our spirit at least in how I understand everything, 
the the Bible makes no mention of purgatory. Um, the Bible says that when we die, we stand before the Lord for judgment. And so that is my understanding that that our spirit goes before the Lord. Some people believe that um, there's like a soul sleep where you've, you're basically sleeping until the resurrection of the dead. Um, personally, I believe we go to be with the Lord because the Apostle Paul said that if he departs, it'd be, it'd be better if he departs because to be away from the body is to be with the Lord. Um, so, yes, this the spirits and ghosts that mediums see are demons and potentially angels. Um, but you don't want to seek the guidance from these people because they are the, the word of God ex, ex, I mean, denounces sorcery and witchcraft and mediums and seances over and over and over again, like these things. And, and from, a ministry perspective, I have seen many people demonized through these actions. Um, now, they ask, is it possible for you to be possessed, but it is not in a way like the movies? For example, your life seems to be falling apart, but you're not levitating or doing anything to make it so that you know for a fact you're possessed. Um, again, I don't, that the word possessed is not the best word to use. Many, 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 many people, I would say most people in this world, are demonized and have no idea about it. I know that I went 23 years of my life demonized, getting worse and worse and worse and worse, until the Lord finally showed me that I had many demons operating in my life. I had, I had so many evil spirits. When he showed me and I started resisting them and trying to cast them out of my life and change my life, all hell broke loose. I mean, I had stuff getting thrown around my house. I was getting tormented almost every night in my dreams. Um, I had physical sensations. I had things moving around in my body. I didn't even know that these things were there until the Lord opened my eyes to it. And it's the same with a lot of people. A lot of people have no idea that they're demonized. And um, they'll find out one way or another. Uh, but typically the enemy wants to stay hidden in people's lives. Evil spirits, they don't just pop out and say, Hey, I'm a demon. I'm here possessing your, your, this area of your life. Uh, no, they, they do not want you to know that they are present. Because if you know that they're present, there's a possibility that you'll do the smart thing give your life to Jesus, begin resisting them, praying that they would be driven out of your life and you'd get delivered. And then, and then potentially you might become a fanatic and, and you start delivering other people. And they certainly wouldn't want you to help other people get delivered from demons. So they try to hide the best that they can. Um, Another question this person asked is, do demons ever just leave on their own or do they somehow stay dormant in you? Or affect you on a small level. Demons, when you say leave on their own, ultimately I think a better way for me to say this would be that people get delivered from evil spirits in many ways. In one of the most pre 
the previous episodes of my podcast, we talked about the modes or the avenues that people receive deliverance in. And I think that would be worth listening to for you. Um, if you haven't listened to my other podcasts, I would recommend that because I talk about many ways that demons leave people. And I personally am of the conviction and belief that people receive deliverance from evil spirits all the time without knowing it. And ultimately it comes around by the Lord setting people free for many reasons. Um, But ultimately it's usually because they are submitting to Jesus and they're resisting some form of evil, some form of the demonic in their life whether they know that it's a demon or not. For instance, let's say there's someone, someone gets really angry at their wife and, and, and to the point where they're almost becoming violent and they've got a demon of anger in their life and they don't want this and they see it, they recognize this is evil and I know that Jesus can change me. I know that he can, he can remove this, this anger from me but they have no idea that it's a demon. Now, as they submit to Jesus and choose that they do not want to get angry, they're going to love their wife, they're not going to scream, they're not going to throw things, they're not going to hit things. They're going to, if they start feeling upset, they're going to calmly walk into the other room and take a breather and come back when they're done. So if they start doing something like that and they're praying, saying, Jesus, change me, Jesus, please remove this anger from me. I don't want this. Oftentimes, the Lord in his goodness will deliver someone from an evil spirit, even if they don't know it, you know. And so sometimes he also delivers people at the request of others. We see in the Bible, there was a Syrophoenician woman, a Greek who was... Jesus said it's not good to take the children's bread and throw it to dogs. She was clearly not walking with God. And she came to Jesus and begged him to heal her daughter. And Jesus did at her request and because of her faith. He did it at a distance even. So the goodness of God is another reason people get delivered from evil spirits. There's there's a handful of reasons people get delivered from evil spirits without even knowing it. And um, you can listen to my other podcast about that. Uh, demons typically, though, they do not want to leave. They do, they lose power and they lose influence in your life the more you do not do what they want you to do. Um, so many people have demons inside of them or in their life that are there only basically by a thread because they've been you know, they've denied their flesh, they're, they're not getting angry, but they're not calling out to God for deliverance, they're not, um, you know, resisting their demons to the full extent that they need to in order to get them gone. So, the last question that this person asked that I'm going to answer is, they wrote, what is your, your knowledge or opinion on mental health crises? schizophrenia and bipolar, for example, and demonic possession. So my, my knowledge and opinion is that Jesus Christ can heal your mind. The word of God says that he came to bind up the brokenhearted and to set at liberty those who are in bondage. And the word of God also says that God has given us 
a spirit not of fear, but of power, love, and soundness of mind. The Word of God also says that one of the fruits of the Spirit is self-control. And so I believe personally that if you are having significant mental health issues, that you can be free from it. And I shared another testimony of an individual on my podcast who I prayed with almost every day for a couple months straight as we tore down his mental illness and and cast it out day by day and and the demons would manifest and come out and um he's been free from that now and now he's he's totally restored and that's not the only example i've seen other people's minds restored including my own mind when when i came to christ i had so much trash in my mind um just non-stop i i had come out of the occult and uh I was really into like Eastern religions and, and the whole idea of, you know, just let go of all control and let your mind do its thing and just go with the, go with the flow, man. And I had, I had given over my mind to that, to such a degree that, um, when I came out of it, I realized, wow, I've given over significant portions of my thought life to the enemy and it took a long time to get free. So, Again, these extreme emotions that people feel where one minute they're fine and the next minute they're hysterical or they're hearing voices and seeing things, that is, in my opinion, demonic. And it's also, it's also emotional. There's likely trauma that the Lord needs to heal. There's, there's likely lies that they need to come out of agreement with. Look... Somebody does not go from being a, a mentally sound individual to walking around talking to themselves and talking to voices and, and looking like a lunatic that, you know, I mean, everyone has seen somebody like this walking down the street where you just take one look at them and you're like, wow, that person has, they're, they're almost like, it's like they're insane, you know, they're, they have no soundness of mind. They're all over the place. You don't become like that overnight. It takes, it's a process of, it's a process of listening to these voices, interacting with them, believing them, believing delusions. Um, and, and ultimately this is all demonic. And, and in my opinion, if someone wants free from this, it's going to be a process to get free for the most part. Sometimes Jesus will like the demoniac in the tombs where he, the man had a legion of demons inside of him. He can restore someone in the snap of a finger like that, but it's not the norm. The norm from what I've seen is that people, people need to come into truth. They need to believe God's word. They need to resist their demons, resist the evil influences, and they will be free. But it takes time. It takes effort. It takes prayer. It takes, you know... Um, it's, it's not a five second ordeal. Typically it's going to be, it, it could take days, weeks, months. It could take fasting. It, you really, if you want true deliverance from something like that, you have to understand and believe with all of your heart that Jesus Christ can free you from it, that he wants to free you from it. And you need to turn and resist it powerfully. And that's, that's my opinion on that. That's all I'm going to talk about today. Um, 
thanks for writing in those questions. If anyone has questions, comments, anything they'd like to hear talked about on the podcast, you can shoot me an email at deliveranceframdemonspodcast at gmail.com. God bless all of you. Thank you for tuning in. Um, if you find these podcasts helpful or informative, um, send them to somebody that you think would listen to them. Um, please pray for me and my family, my ministry, that the Lord would continue guiding me, teaching me, showing me things, that he would deliver me and my wife from every evil thing the enemy would throw our way, and that he would teach us how to minister to people. He'd teach us how to be professional deliverance ministers, and that he would give us inspiration on how to help others get free, how to spread the message of deliverance, how to establish the kingdom of God, how to tear apart Satan's kingdom, and anything else like this. I just ask that you pray for me like that. And uh, yeah, God bless you all. May Jesus Christ show you all of your demons, all of your sin, every area of your life that needs freedom. May he guide you into all truth, even difficult truths, even truths that are not fun to receive. May he guide you into all truth. May the word of God come alive when you read it. And Father, I just ask in the name of, of your son Jesus that you you would bless the listeners, that you would you would allow some of them to pick up the sword and fight and get free from their own demons and also to help others get free. Lord, I pray that you'd use this podcast to raise up a minister ministers of deliverance. And Father, I pray that you would you'd right now if there's anyone listening that needs healing of their mind, that needs deliverance, Lord, that you would heal their mind right now and that you'd drive the demons out of them and that they would know that they've been changed in Jesus' name. God bless you all. Thanks for listening. Have a great day.